It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview for today, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some music. This is Just a Closer Walk with Thee. It is performed by a group that I'm a member of called For Change. Sit back and enjoy.
Well, welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed just a closer walk with thee and you are ready for a great conversation. Well, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. And you can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Well, we're going to jump right into our interview. We are welcoming for the first time to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show, Dr. Janae Bryce. Dr. Bryce um, has a podcast. She's been in ministry for 25 years. She is a published author. She's authored two books we're going to talk about today. She's the mother of two and the grandmother of one. And we are so excited. She she is with us from Vallejo, California. So welcome, Dr. Bryce. <laughs> Thank welcome. you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> well, wonderful. We, we are so excited that uh, our schedules aligned and we, we yes. got a chance to have this conversation with you. We got hooked up um, with you through Miss Lisa McPhail, who is a friend of the show and has been on the show several times. So we are, and and we always love having Lisa. We have the best conversation. So I know anybody she recommends is going to be just as wonderful. So we're very excited to have you. (laughs) Thank you very much. She's phenomenal. Phenomenal. She is. She is. So thank you again. <laughs> so Dr. Bryce, like I said, this is your first time on the show. So we always like to start with the backstory okay. um, when we have someone on the show for the first time. So we would love for you to share with us your testimony. Okay. It will be my pleasure. So again, thank you all for having me on. I'm just delighted. So um, I was raised in a Christian family, um, God-fearing family. Um, church was very important to us. Uh, we were taught to enter to worship, depart to serve. So we serve God by serving man. So we were always busy with um, community activities. We're always busy with car washes for the usher board or the choir, or we were busy doing um, speeches in church and giving what we call themes, speaking on a particular theme. So I learned to love God and the things of God at an early age. Um, so much so that I decided that I would go to a Christian college. I would pursue theology. I would pursue those things of God. And he has worked it out. So I've been able to minister for the past 25, about 26 years now. Um, and to raise my children in such a way that they too 
would, and this is an old gospel saying, that they would grab hold to the gospel plow and not look back. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and I'm grateful for learning to love the Lord at an early age. Absolutely. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit of my backstory. Yes, yes. <laughs> a little bit. So how did you get into from from there, from, yes. from you know, how you grew up yes. into um, Fartis writing books? Oh, let me just tell you. So my mother is a published poet as well. Okay. Um, so throughout our household, um, it was like she was planting the seeds of the love of language early on. Mm-hmm. So somebody was always reciting Psalms or Proverbs. Dad was always singing. My sisters were singing. My brothers were preparing sermons. You know, I was writing poetry and speeches and, you know, all throughout my young life, the seeds of um, poetry and the love of the lyricism Mm-hmm. how poetry sounds. There was Maya Angelou, there was Robert Frost, Shakespeare, all of those things that I gravitated to at home, I just loved once I got in school. I was an English major, BA in English literature, <laughs> liberal studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it got a bit tedious, I'll tell you that, those sonnets and stuff. However, it taught me to love the language. Mm-hmm. So it was just a natural progression. I would start by writing Um, plays or how I felt about a certain thing. Journals, just hundreds of journals, just writing on the back of envelopes, just Mm -hmm. (laughs) writing things out until finally in 2010 through Zulon Press, Christian Christian Publishing, I um, uh, published my first book. It's an autobiography, Weaned in the Desert, Souvenirs from Sacred Seasons with My Savior. And it's about... um, Funny stories about being the first lady of a church, married Mm -hmm. to a pastor, Mm -hmm. um, and things you can and cannot say, can and cannot do, because you can't slap people at church. They don't like that. <laughs> we used to say, funny story about that. We used to say, okay, let's go to the fellowship hall. If you had to have, you know, if, like if you wanted to have a, a, a real conversation back and forth with someone, you needed to leave the sanctuary. Leave the sanctuary. Okay, let's go to the fellowship hall. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so... So, so take us into uh, into your first book, uh, which my books are published through Exulon Publishing too. So I'm happy to meet, yes, a fellow author. Yes. Um, so take us into your first your, your first book. What? Oh, absolutely. You know what? What's what's in this book? Absolutely. So, where do I start? <laughs> so they are stories about my real life. So, for example, I remember. Um, I was doing work with the California State Baptist Convention for about 15 years. I'd be traveling from Northern California to Southern California, like Los Angeles and Santa Barbara, that area down there. And I would travel with an armor bearer um, and she would come with me where I needed to go because my husband could not always travel. I had smaller children at the time. So I remember preparing to speak to a group of women over three days. And the first night um, I was so excited and that's part of my personality. I get very excited. And I, 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 forget to eat. Sometimes I don't sleep. (laughs) I'm just so excited until the Lord releases whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I was so excited. I didn't, I hadn't eaten that day. So after I finished uh, ministering, I decided I was going to go straight to the restaurant. So I sat there and all I saw was this big poster of a picture of carrot cake. Carrot cake is my favorite dessert. I, I have to back away. So I'm standing there 
And all I could, I was so focused on the poster of carrot cake. I didn't see this gentleman walking toward me and he kept coming closer and closer. I didn't even see him. My armor bearer was like, sister Bryce, do you see? I was like, no. So later on that evening, as we did a recap of the day, she says, you do know that man was trying to flirt with you. I said, I didn't see him. I was focused on the carrot cake. <laughs> so I said that to say the Lord will use anything to keep us focused. I was focused. I didn't even see him pay mm-hmm. no attention at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what the Lord will use to keep you on track. Because, right. I mean, Satan could have used that and messed my whole life up. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying I was so focused. I absolutely, if I saw him today, I would not know who that man is. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful that God uses anything <laughs> to keep <laughs> us on track. That funny is, story, but true. Yes, that is a great and funny story. And, yeah. you know, and we'll miss that. So, the, you know, sometimes we'll, we won't even attribute that to the Lord, you know, keeping our mind and uh, our hearts focused on something else. Yes. You know, it could even that's, be carrot cake. Thank God for carrot cake. And in fact, that's the name <laughs> of the chapter. Thank God for carrot cake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I can just imagine that as you grew up and you all would, um, it, it sounds like it was a kind of a family thing to write things yeah. and to write things around themes. Though it was a natural progression for you to get into um, being being an author. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. See, because my parents stressed education. Of course, you're going to be saved. You're going to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's number one. But mm-hmm. you're going to go to school and you're going to enjoy it. But and I did absolutely. Absolutely. So it was not um, unusual to see us writing. You know, there were five of us growing up. There are singers, songwriters, preachers, teachers, all of us, um, though we absolutely, our foundation is Christ. We've been able to touch so many people Mm -hmm. through the arts, Mm -hmm. our gifts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. yes. That, that's that's great. So <laughs> talk to us more about your your college years and that experience. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would love so God takes some of us in a straight line. Others mm-hmm. of us, he takes around the corner, upside down, zigzags. I'm a zigzag. <laughs> so I graduated uh high school in 1988. Yes, I'm dating myself a little bit there, but 1988. And I went to Morris Brown College in Atlanta, Georgia. Loved it, gravitated toward it. I was even named Miss Freshman. Okay, fine. True story. It's funny, but it's true. Okay, loving it, just having a great time. Well, loving as my parents are and were at the time, we could not afford three more years there. Okay. So I had to switch, I had to pivot, as I call it. Mm-hmm. I ended up winning a scholarship to Cheney State University in Cheney, Pennsylvania. So even further away from home. Right. <laughs> now, and I stayed there two years. Well, uh, due to a car accident, horrific car accident, I had to come back home. Um, it was later that year when I came home that I uh, met and married my husband, where I had known him before. Mm-hmm. We got married in 1991, um, started our lives, but I still didn't have my BA. I, I, Lord, please, I want my BA. I want my, so when my daughter was uh, about two years old, I was able to go back to Patton University. It's a Christian liberal, liberal arts college uh, in Oakland, California. So not far from here. We lived in Oakland at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was able, I won a scholarship there. 
a Christian radio station was offering a full ride if you tell us why you want to attend a Christian college and how you use your education. Well, that was right up my alley. I beat out all of these people telling them I love Jesus and mm -hmm. I will do what he tells me to do with this education. Mm -hmm. I won <laughs> four years. Um, all I had to do was pay for books. I, I earned my BA. I went through the teaching credential program. Um, the Lord opened doors for me to teach at a Christian college. I'm mean, excuse me, at a Christian school here mm -hmm. in the Bay Area. Fantastic. Raised my daughter and my son. Just a wonderful thing. And while all this is going on, my husband was um, being called to a church in Oakland. So I was able to use my education for uh, I taught everything from vacation Bible school, women's Bible study, uh, youth ministry. I swept the floors. I worked <laughs> in the kitchen. That's what you do. It's what you do. That's right. That's what you do. <laughs> I love that. And you, you know, that training will carry, you know, Absolutely. It, it will carry. I remember um, last year when I had the opportunity to go to New Room Conference and they were paying me to be on the worship team. But in my mind, if you go to a conference, especially your first time, yeah. There are other things that need to be done. So, mm -hmm. you know, the Lord was like, you know, you're not above sweeping floors. Like I used to, used to do that at church. Yep. You're not above sweeping floors. You're not above yep. uh, going in the kitchen and cooking or whatever, <laughs> you know, needs, needs to happen. And so I, I truly like one day we were in the middle of a one evening. We were in the middle of a worship time and the lines got long for the prayer, sure. prayer lines. Yep. So I went down to to pray, not thinking anything of it. it I, literally, I was standing there thinking, I can help with these prayer lines. And so oh, yeah. I just went down to help sure. pray with people and get people through the lines. Amen. And you'd be surprised how that um, got the attention of the leaders of the conference. But it comes from doing things like that. Like when you grow up walking in to see what, what can you do today Right. Those things carry you. Absolutely. You know, it's service. Mm -hmm. It's service. It's humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I, I'd rather the Lord exalt me by my being humble than for him to have to <laughs> debase me because right. I was too prideful. I'd rather that. Now that'll preach. Won't it now? <laughs> <laughs> Won't it? <laughs> we all have to learn that. We We all have to learn that. Yes. When, when we walk into a situation, go ahead and see what you can do to help out. And, Absolutely. You know, and, and the Lord will elevate you. We, we don't need to be so worried about um, jockeying, you know, the, the Lord. Oh, will for positions. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I've learned I learned early on that it is better to walk in a place and be invited up mm -hmm. than to go up and be escorted down. You need to stop it. That was, you know, I learned that early. They don't mm -hmm. teach me that. I got mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I, I love it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna read the title of your um of, of your book. The the title of the book, um your first book. Yes, Weaned in the Desert. Yes. Weaned in the Desert. So on Amazon it says this, which this just caught my attention. Okay. Um it says, see what I've seen, hear what I've heard and feel what I have felt and be encouraged. The desert is not so bad when you see it from God's perspective. Exactly. So 
as readers are reading your book, what are what are they going to see and feel from from your perspective? Wonderful. So I'll tell you how I came across the title of the book. Mm -hmm. Because for some people say, well, weaned, what do you mean? It's like weaning a baby from a bottle. So I was at the beauty shop one day getting ready for another um, speaking engagement that I had. So, of course, we as women, we want to keep it together. So I was there at the beauty shop with all the other ladies. And I'm sitting under the big hooded dryer. And the spirit of the Lord said to me, I am going to wean you because you have come become too accustomed to living the way you're living. I'm going to take away all your crutches and you're going to only lean on me. I'm going to lead you into dry and thirsty places, but I will sustain you. So imagine there are like 15 women in the beauty shop pre-COVID. I'm under the big hoodie dryer and I'm going like this. I'm crying. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure they all thought I was crazy. But the Lord was speaking directly to my heart. He said, write it down, write it. So from that day, I went home and I began to write. So what the readers will experience in this book, it is autobiographical. That is, it is the story of my life. But it's so some stories are straining just to be contained because the stories are so huge. I had to learn to tame some of those propensities and proclivities that would just come out because I was raised a certain way. You know, I had to learn to be still and know that he is God. So there are triumphant stories of how the Lord just allowed me to minister beautifully on a day, but there's also frequent failings where I didn't get it right. And, and, and I had to go back and apologize to someone or I was misunderstood or I needed to be quiet while other people talked, which is a little difficult for me, I'll, I'll just say. But there are funny stories about um, our uh, pet dog growing up, the lessons I learned from him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're funny. What Toby taught me. Um, also, there are very poignant stories about um, what to do when you're misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the, the reader will take a walk with me and get a sort of view from my pew. Mm. That, that's what they'll get. They'll, they'll get a little bit of humor. They'll get some tears. Um, but they'll also get um, what I like to call authenticity. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing to quote Bible scriptures, but it's another thing for that thing to live in your heart where God takes right. it from Logos, you know, to Rhema. And then mm -hmm. to Zoe, where you're actually living it out. Mm -hmm. These are not just words on a page. This is my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I, you know, when this, this, this is how I think. And I know we're getting ready to, to, to go on a break. But this is how I think. When the Lord gives you a message and says, I'm leading you into the desert. That's really a call up. That's real. <laughs> now, you're going to experience some troubles and yeah. some, you know, your world may be shaking a little bit as he <laughs> takes you into the desert. But he is about to give you a word and he's about to elevate you to the next level. Absolutely. And so I like, you know, how we talked about jockeying for position. Well, really, if you want to get up to the to the next level, go out with the Lord to the desert. 
get that word from him. Like you said, this uh, a word from him that you where you can understand it and you can put it in some kind of form, whatever form he wants you to put it in so that you can serve other people so that you can bless other people's lives. Um, and, and, you know, that's that's how I found yeah. I, I was listening to another lady who said the same thing. Oh, the Lord good. said, you know, I'm going to take you out to the desert. And so everybody started clapping and she said, don't clap. It's hard in the desert. <laughs> Nobody wants to go desert. to the desert. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, that there's where you get along with the Lord, where you get your word, where you Absolutely. get your instructions, you know, for for your next move. Um, so I'm I'm so happy that, you know, about this book and and uh, I just I can't wait to dive in it. You know, myself, when I when I heard read about it on Amazon, I thought this is something that I need for my life. So I'm so glad that you're here having a conversation (laughs) um, with us. And we have so much more to talk about um, with you because you were the first poet laureate, right? Yes. For for Vallejo. So when we come back, we're going to get into that um, with Dr. Janae Bryce. We'll be right back. All right. to Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Well, welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Well, we're having a great conversation with Dr. Janae Bryce. Dr. Bryce is with us from Vallejo, California. Yeah. Uh, she has a podcast, which we need to talk about next. Well, she has a podcast. She's been in ministry for 25 years. She is a published author. She's got two books. Um, they're available on Amazon. She is the mother of two and the grandmother of of one. So thank you so much again, Dr. Bryce, for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So when we left for break um, and and you and I kind of talked a little bit over the break, so I wanted you to share some of those, uh, some of that wisdom that we talked about during the break about the conditions of of the wilderness, when when the Lord leads you into the wilderness. And what we said was normally the Lord has a word for you and you need to follow the Lord out into wilderness and don't fight that process, which humans, that's what we want to do. We want, we want to stay in the comfortable spot of life. Um, And we want elevation without having to go through trouble, but you know, Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Good luck with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it, it won't happen. It, yes. it won't happen. Um, so my particular personal experience with um, the Lord leading me into the desert, um, of course, the physical desert is dry. It's, it's, it's um, foreboding. It's, it can be very cold at night and burning up hot during the day. And, mm-hmm. and there really is very little sustenance to the naked eye, you don't see vegetation. You don't see things growing. But the Lord said, you'd be surprised how I will sustain you even in a dry and a thirsty place. If you are seeking me, you're going to find me. If you knock, I'll open the door. Mm -hmm. Seek me, you will find me. The Lord said, I am there. So for me personally, 
Um, it, it wasn't something that I welcomed necessarily because I cried a lot in the desert. Mm-hmm. I cried a lot in the wilderness. You, you, certain people that you thought you could depend on, you learn not so much, not so much. People don't mean to be rude, mean and nasty, but they have their own things going on. Mm-hmm. And if you and your needs tend to fall by the wayside, you learn to give people a break. So I, in the desert, I learned that we're all human. Honestly, as much as we love the Lord, the conditions of the desert, though, will drive you to him. They'll drive you to him and away from the things you thought were sustaining you. So I moved away from sources and learned to lean on the resource. And that was God the Father. Mm-hmm. He is the one who, who takes care of all my needs. He, he sends them. And even like Elijah, when the brook dried up, he has somewhere else for him to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. ravens to feed him. Mm-hmm. Go to the widow woman. You know, these unsuspecting situations that the Lord will use to sustain the one that he wants to get his message through. Mm-hmm. He'll do that. And, and I'm a witness. Through my personal wilderness came weaned in the desert. Souvenirs from sacred seasons with my Savior. At the end of each chapter, there's a souvenir that I want the reader to take away. That the, essentially... You know, the, the, the desert is not so bad when you see it from God's perspective, because mm-hmm. he is the God in the desert as well. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. So and so I'm just I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm thinking so I in my mind, I always think, well, you follow the Lord in the desert and you are getting a word from him. But maybe I should also start thinking that you follow the Lord in, in the desert to actually learn your source to actually learn to keep from looking around to other people, to exactly. other situations, to exactly. other jobs, to the next exactly. step, you know, all of those things. Don't allow that to feed you. But right. and who is the true sustainer of your life? Right. Exactly. And and I during this time, I was still um preaching. I was still teaching. I was still moderating and emceeing and, mm-hmm. and, and still coaching and counseling. And during this time, I became a student of um, my own experiences, meaning I remember growing up and some of my favorite TV shows were like Wonder Woman and, and The Incredible Hulk and <laughs> Star mm-hmm. Trek. Mm-hmm. And the Lord even gave me spiritual insight into those shows. It was amazing what the Lord started to show me. For example, I remember, in, um, you know, a particular incident with a woman at our church and she wanted me to help during the singles ministry. And I said, sure, what would you have me do? So I had my daughter who was about two and a half years old at the time. And she says, well, we're going to need you. So just put your daughter in the pastor's office and you need to come help um, set the tables. So I was like, er, what? <laughs> you know, I'm the first lady of the church and a mother. And I'm going, wait, did you say put my two and a half year old in the office and close the door? Yeah, get her a pizza. She'll be all right. Wait, what? <laughs> so all of a sudden, the Incredible Hulk started coming up on the, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn instantly. Now, if I punch this lady in the face, that's not going to be all right. Now, mm-hmm. if I take my daughter and go home, um, that's not going to be all right. I need, Lord, please. I want to stay Bruce Banner right through here. I don't want to turn green into the Incredible Hulk. Show me what to do. So mm-hmm. the Lord showed me, and it's a funny story, but true, that I had to instantly pray 
for direction. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be embarrassed or embarrassed anybody or hurt somebody. I didn't want to do any of that. So the Lord just brought back experiences in my own life that can help someone else, honestly. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. So there's yes. stories about my, my favorite TV shows and the spiritual insight. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, yes. I like it. See, I told you this, this book is, is something that we all need. This is, yes. this is Amen. insight that we all need. <laughs> so Dr. Bryce, talk to us about um, you being named the first poet laureate yes, yes. of Vallejo. Okay. I, my pleasure. So a poet laureate is someone whose work in the genre of poetry has gotten the attention of a governing body. So um, our country has a poet laureate. Um, our state has a poet laureate. Different states in the United States have poets laureate. Um, a library can have a poet laureate. Um, counties can have poets laureate. And laureate, of course, comes from the Greek word Laurel was the English word laurel, but it came from the Greek tradition of putting a wreath over the head of a winner, say in athletic games. It okay. is one who is um, shown to be um, an expert in the field. For example, they, they've beaten out other folks and now they wear the laurel. So poet laureate. And so um, I had done some research. Again, my mother was a published poet and poetry just captured my heart captured my attention. Of course, because the word of God has books of poetry, Mm -hmm. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. Mm -hmm. The poetry just is amazing. And of course, listening to our own English language, our English poets, um, Irish poets, African-American poets, um, Mm -hmm. Latina poets, poetry period just did something. It got me by the heart and kept me there. So, Doing some research, I learned that the city of Vallejo did not have a poet laureate or a poet laureate program where we would go into the schools to teach poetry. Because when I was growing up, we had to not only read it, we had to recite it. We had to stand and deliver, just chop, chop. And they've taken the arts out of our schools in such a drastic way that children, number one, don't hear it. So they can't appreciate it. And they most certainly can't recite it. Mm-hmm. So I missed that. So I went on a three year just tangent of talking to the mayor, the city council. Listen, we need a poet laureate program. And so I had to explain why we needed it. Why mm-hmm. is poetry so important? How is it different than the essay or the um, article in the newspaper? Why does it matter? Well, I let them have it. It matters because the poet can say what the essayist cannot. We evoke emotion in a way that it pulls at the heartstrings of any human being. Mm-hmm. If you don't like poetry, you don't like puppies either. <laughs> okay. So I didn't say that, but really that's how I was feeling. And okay. so after three years of banging the drum, I was proclaimed and I had to be um, published. I had to actually prove that I knew something about poetry and that I would be willing to champion it in such a way that it increased what we call the quality of life mm-hmm. in our city. So they were so impressed that at a city council meeting on the first Tuesday, uh, um, I see, I think that was in August, I believe in 2015, I okay. was proclaimed the first poet laureate, the inaugural poet laureate of the city of Vallejo. Mm-hmm. And I served two years. 
2015 to 2017. Going into schools, I had a ball just sharing poetry every weekend, going mm. and sharing. So it's a wonderful experience. That is that that sounds like a wonderful experience. So I'm so glad that you championed that. And thank you. I guess also and that brings us to your second book because you are a, a published poet. Absolutely. Yes. So immediately upon um, the conclusion of my tenure, 2017, I decided that I was going to publish my work. Mm-hmm. So again, I did not go through Zulan this time, but I self-published. Okay. Uh, wonderful, wonderful through Create Space. That, that's okay. free, wonderful. Now uh, I believe Kindle Publishing has purchased it. But Away with Words, Poems, Prose, and Other Masterpieces, Book One by Janae oh, Bryce. Yeah. A- excellent. And this book um, is very eclectic. It runs the gamut from nature to love, from loss to children, from um, community activism and um, the the need to get out what's in. Because, mm-hmm. especially in a time like this, if you're not aware of the enrage that goes on inside, it mm-hmm. will become outrage and it will spill out <laughs> on, mm-hmm. on everybody, whoever is standing around. So mm-hmm. the idea is through poetry to get it out, mm-hmm. to get it out in a way that will inspire others. Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> Good, yes. I hope so. Yes. That absolutely makes sense. And it, yes. it really seems like you have um, mastered the art. I, I use that word because you would probably say, what, master? But because um, <laughs> we're all still learning, but it seems like you have mastered the art of using your life as an inspiration to um really turn that around and help somebody else to inspire somebody else. And so I'm wondering what, what would you say to a person who is at the point now where they're looking at their life and they've gone through some ups and downs and they're wondering what can I do to use what I've gone through, um, to help someone else? What would your message be? That's an excellent question. I, I was thinking about that, um, the idea that we suffer is not new. Mm-hmm. You know, suffering is inevitable, but, but it's the misery that's optional. You, you don't have to be miserable about it. And one of the things that COVID-19 has taught me, 2020, Lord have mercy, through all of its racial tensions and, and isolations and masks, no masks, and, and economic turndowns and this overall sense of sort of malaise that is sort of covering our country and our world, the Lord arrested my attention just a few months back and he said, none of this has taken me off guard. I am not surprised by any of this. I am still in control. And he showed me he wastes none of our human experiences. None of them will be wasted. Even the things we think we regret The Lord is using them and working them all together for our good Mm -hmm. because we love the Lord and we are the called according to his purpose. And that reminded me, if you don't mind, it's a bit of a tangent, but it'll make sense in just a Mm -hmm. moment. So when I was growing up here in California, we lived next door to our grandparents for a few years. And in their backyard, it was, I'm telling you, like a mini farm. And it wasn't even a big area, but Mm -hmm. they grew everything. Um, being from Georgia, they had this uh, rural experience. So I would watch as grandpa, I mean, 
apple trees, plum trees, pear trees, collard greens, mustard greens, turnip greens. We had chicken coop. Um, then he, on the back, he had hunting dogs. And so we had all of this going on. But I watched my grandfather one day go into the garage and get this big bag of manure. And I, I used to hate it. So, you know, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily a girly girl, but I didn't like manure. It just mm-hmm. was sticky. So mm-hmm. here he comes. Oh, come on, Janae, help me. So he gets his gloves and he's packing down this manure. Uh, around these apple trees. He just planted them down. And I was like, Grandpa, I really don't understand (laughs) how from this, Mm -hmm. we're going to get something I want to eat. I don't get it. But true to who God is, he brought that experience back and he showed me from waste, Mm -hmm. from waste, something stinky and something we would normally flush away. He uses those stinky areas of our lives to cause the most growth. Mm-hmm. So I would say for anyone who is struggling in any area of their lives, this experience is not wasted, but it will be used to promote something wonderful in your life. Let the Lord do it. Let patience have a perfect work. Let, mm-hmm. let, let play it out. Just, just go through the process and watch the Lord turn it around. Watch him work this thing for your good and his glory. Watch it. There are things I'm going through right now. And I'm like, Lord, why? And he said, don't worry about the why. Just go through it. Go through it. I'm with you even in the desert. I'm with you. So from something stinky, regretful, ugly, the Lord will produce something beautiful in and through our lives. Amen. I love that word. And, you know, I always have to tell myself, I have to remind myself, not to not to fight situations like we fight against the things that bring us the most pain and the most trouble and we're trying to get out of them i have to remind myself i i think of childbirth you know how you 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 know you can't force that you you can't force it it's like you have to do your best to relax and live through it and let it happen and because something beautiful is truly coming out of this, yeah. but man, it is, and you can't hurry it up. You know, you want it, you, you wish it to go. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes. You want it to pass really quickly. So I always remind myself when I'm in situations just like that, when you say, sure. I'm not, I've never thought about, I'm not a farmer. So I probably need to be, but I'm not a farmer. So I'm, I'm not experienced about packing down the manure. And then prob- I can imagine probably just the sweetest apples, you know. Oh, marvelous. Everything from the garden was just fresh, wonder tasted wonderful. Yes, but it is as a direct result of something stinky. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. really just, yeah, stuff we don't like to talk about in polite conversation. Right. It's those things that make us that teach us the most valuable lessons. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking from that, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that we stay with the Lord and that we sure. listen to him and that we, because we have to realize that he's looking at our lives and our situation from a vantage point oh, that yes. we do not have. And yes, while we're right. thinking, Lord, I am going through the stinkiest of situations and this is disqualifying me from this, this, and that. And he's looking and he's saying, this is the exact thing that is teaching you and molding you and teaching you to look at me and listen to me. And this is the thing that is qualifying you. Absolutely. Yes. Because he does not call the qualified. 
he qualifies the calls. Hmm. He's going to get you where you need to be. He's going to get you there. I mean, and it goes back to vying for positions or jockeying for th this title or this thing. You never know um, how the Lord is going to move situations and how he's mm -hmm. going to move you in it. You mm -hmm. just never know. Mm -hmm. and, and so I've learned in, in, in my life, I have learned, be still and know that he is God. Be Amen. still. Be still. You don't have to do underhanded dealings and under the table. You don't have to do any of that. The Lord is in control. Mm -hmm. He is moving people in, moving people out. The heart of the king is in God's hands. Yes. The Lord moves us. It, it's all about him. Amen. Amen. It's all about him. So, Dr. Bryce, let's talk about your your podcast. What's the name of your podcast? And oh, I couldn't wait to see your podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, I have a new podcast, and it is entitled Relentless, the podcast. Okay. And it is something that I uh, record and upload um, every Tuesday on Facebook. Okay. But it's also on a number of platforms. It's on Anchor, um, Google Play, Pocket Cast. I wrote them down. Let me see. Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify. I'm on several different platforms. And I'll tell you, I, this is just, uh, I uploaded episode 21 just yesterday. So I haven't been doing it long. I, I started in May. Um, but it came as a direct result of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would just sit around because I was laid off. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, no one was hiring teachers mm -hmm. because kids weren't coming to school. <laughs> it, right. You know, it was a, it was a very downtime for me. And I was feeling a little out of sorts. I was like, Lord, what, what, what now, what am I supposed to do? So again, Lord, is this a desert again? I'm going mm -hmm. through this again. Come on, mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, out of that came the realization that I have 25, 26 years of ministry experience. I have content, what we call in the business. I have content. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, no one is inviting me to speak anywhere. Nobody's inviting anyone to speak anywhere. You, this is not the time for that. But it is the time for preparation. Downtime is preparation time. Mm -hmm. So I got all my lessons together for women's conferences and girls' conferences and family seminars. I, got, I went and found every bit of it, downloaded it. Went back over my notes and started a podcast. Honestly, I said, Lord, your word still must go forth. Just Amen. because we're locked down doesn't mean your word cannot still proliferate. And it must. Mm -hmm. It must. So I just decided I found Anchor and I researched it, checked it out, decided to record in my bedroom, 30 minute segments. And there you go. Mm -hmm. I'm on episode 21. And it has been such a blessing to my life. And I've been told it's been a blessing to others as well. Yeah, that, I mean, that have, is wonderful. Um, and there are some uh, lessons and they're called uh, lessons for the ladies. Okay. And it's relentless, relentless because like the word of God, God says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will stand. Mm -hmm. The word of God is relentless. It won't stop. So one thing, one of the things I say is welcome, welcome, welcome women. <laughs> to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast, where we can't stop, we don't stop, we won't stop. We will not allow the enemy to stop us. We will mm -hmm. not. We will grow, go, and glow. We will still shine our lights so that men can see our works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. We will still do it. Mm -hmm. So I am so happy 
to be able to share God's word with God's women, God's way. I am. Amen. It's a pleasure. That, that, I mean, that's so encouraging because at this time, you know what? A, a friend of mine just told me the, a couple of weeks ago, we got together to pray over Zoom. And she said that, um, that they had discovered there's a, um, I can't remember what country it is, but the, the people there hadn't had much um, going in and coming out. Sure. So they hadn't heard about Jesus. Huh. They hadn't heard about Jesus. Huh. And so I thought, okay, this is what, this is, you know, so we're still here for, for this reason. Absolutely. Podcasts like this to, to spring up for this Amen. radio show to spring Amen. up to, to, you know, further the kingdom of, of the Lord and let people know about the love of Jesus. Absolutely. So, I'm so excited about that. So we will check out your podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Bryce, for joining us, for uh, joining us and having this conversation with us on Every Heart, Every Woman Radio. And so we we hope that as you hear this conversation, that you would stay with the Lord. Oh, yes. Follow him in the desert, in the wilderness. Figure out, uh, learn that the Lord is your source. And don't be afraid of the stinky stuff because... (laughs) You never know what the Lord is birthing and, and growing um, from that season. So it's, it's, it's such a blessing. Amen. Well, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org and you can go to Carla. That's Carla with the K and Nivens with the N. CarlaNivens.com for whatever the Lord has me doing in this season. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you.